Hello and welcome to IB Matters. Today we'll be talking to Angela Wilcox about the Middle Years Program. Angela is an MYP coordinator and she will explain for those new to IB what the MYP is all about. So stay tuned. Welcome to IB Matters, a podcast for those who currently teach, lead, attend, or are interested in international baccalaureate IB schools. Hello, I'm John Peterson with MNIB, and I'm here today with Angela Wilcox, a middle years program coordinator who's here to explain a little bit about the MYP. Hi, Angela. Hi, John. Thanks. It's good to talk to you. Um, Yeah, so uh, just a little context. I've been the MYP coordinator here at North uh, for seven years, and we feel like our implementation is just finally starting to to tip over the top, and it's exciting to see the way that MYP is transforming uh, teaching and learning here in our building. Um, one of the first things that often people think about when they hear IB or International Baccalaureate is the diploma program, which is the junior and senior year of high school program that students can opt into in most U.S. schools. Right. Um, and so the first thing we talk about in terms of what is an MYP or a middle years program look like is that it's inclusive. So I IB for the middle years is for every single student, every single staff person. It is the not just the instructional framework of our building, but it's it's the culture of our building as well. It's a holistic framework that holds all of the human beings who walk through the door. So every single um, student in your in your building is an MYP student. Exactly, okay. and that includes uh, you know we have a program or developmentally and cognitively delayed students in our building who are working on just, you know, moving from a wheelchair to a walker or learning how to open a locker, things like that. Mm -hmm. And they are also very explicitly part of our middle years program. And they're using IB language and IB approaches um, from, from students who are working on those kinds of skills all the way up to our highest level honor students. Well, I think what you just described is one of the big things about IB that folks don't know about. They know about the diploma program, as you said. It's been around for over 50 years, and the middle years program is is the perfect lead into it, but many people don't realize that it's not only that it exists, but also that it, in fact, um, is predictably the best way to get students successful in the diploma program as well. Right, exactly. And so what we're looking at is our middle years program. And and we're a little bit odd here in Hopkins. We have a middle years program, but we do not have the diploma program, at least at this point. Um, But what we're looking, what we were looking for was a rigorous uh, culture of learning for all students that would help close the gap for which kids opted into more rigorous courses at the high school. We were seeing very predictable gaps in who was taking honors and who was not. Um, And what we're starting to see with our middle years program in place is that we've got more kids who feel ready for that kind of rigorous, challenging coursework at the high school, even though it's not specifically the IB diploma. Sure. So could you talk a little bit more about the term rigorous? Because uh, I think that's misunderstood in many cases. Uh, It's not just harder. 
Right, exactly. It's not just harder and it's not just more, right? So um, even in our early years of starting to add honors level classes in our district, uh, we had to struggle through our, well, we just add another novel or we just make the test a little bit longer and then that's going to be harder for kids. But what we're looking at in terms of rigor is content that is uh, academically uh, critical thinking um, and personally challenging so that kids are grappling with more open-ended questions and doing more production of knowledge and synthesis of knowledge. Um, so it is not just uh, covering more material. It's actually going deeper and then doing some synthesis and transfer thinking where they have to actually create a new product or create something from the knowledge that they have acquired. So there's, and, they're not the metaphorical sponges necessarily. Exactly. Exactly. They are actually using new kinds of critical thinking to create answers to questions that even the grownups in the building don't know the answers to. Wow. Um, and that is, you know, kids are articulating that's so much harder and so much more interesting. Yep. Yeah. So can you tell me, let's, let's kind of walk through how the middle years program is structured and how the school goes about doing MYP. Great. Well, one of the shifts that we noticed immediately in the MYP framework is that there are eight core subject groups rather than, you know, usually when you talk about the core, you're talking about English, social studies, math, science. Right. Um, and, and sometimes world language, depending on the district you're in. Um, but what MYP brought to us is the addition of the arts, the addition of physical and health education, and the um, the really new addition of a design subject group to round out that eight. It's a much more liberal arts kind of approach. Um, and what we have found is that valuing all eight of those subject groups equally, and, and our kids are lucky because we tr- we have an eight-period day over two days. So they have four blocks one day, four blocks the second day. But our students do uh, experience the full eight subject areas for the full year long. And we're finding incredible interdisciplinary opportunities as they're able to transfer thinking from one subject area to another. But they really do get to understand how do you learn through the arts and how do you learn through physical and health education in ways that complement what I'm learning in social studies right. and in science and in mathematics. Um, right. So that's one distinguishing feature of the MYP that was very different from the way our school day and our school year was set up before. Yep. It sounds like you really embraced the, the concept. IB talks about something called concurrency and what you just described, right. this idea that you have all eight subjects at the same time really allows for that sense that, that students understand the connections between things and, and achieving concurrency is difficult in an American school in particular. Right. Uh, you know, your, your particular schedule works very well for it, but schools try to do that in other ways as well. Right. Exactly. Um, and, and for students to, like our students who are here now have never experienced anything else. They've all had these full eight classes for the full year. Um, and they don't have any sense that art is less important or less valued isn't that, than isn't that another subject area. Because <laughs> we, um, we do belittle other certain courses when, just by calling them not the core is something right. that is, uh, you know, it's just, it's baked into what we do sometimes. 
Right. We've stopped talking about electives um, right. and talk more about choices and finding pathways within the courses that you're taking. And I think that's a profound shift for the way students think about their own on-ramps to learning and, and kind of their own strengths. So if I perceive myself as an artist, I'm not an elective kid. That's part of the core. And that's mm-hmm. validated in a way that I think um, other teaching learning frameworks don't necessarily um, support. Wonderful. Or at least not in the same way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that's been one change. Then the other profound change is uh, a change to backwards plan concept based assessment practices, and that and that we're constructing units deliberately around big enduring ideas, and then backwards planning from the assessment uh, what the course and the units of the course look like, and that we thought that meant one thing at the inception of our IB work. And now seven years in, we're really starting to understand how profound that shift is and the way that it's changing how we teach and what we, what we teach. Um, We've moved very far away from trying to cover standards um, and much more into what do we really think that kids need to know and be able to walk out of these classes knowing and able to do. So let me just ask a question because I can I can uh, kind of hear the wheels turning for folks that are listening to this for the first time and, and just yeah. hearing about MYP is that you just said something pretty profound here in Minnesota, which is we kind of took our, our mindset away from covering standards and, right. and folks are right away going to go, wait, we all have standards, no matter where we are. Uh, are. Are you somehow correlating the concepts to the standards or how you feel comfortable we, doing that? Right, we are. So we are still grounded in our standards and we are still teaching um, the information that the standards require us to teach. However, we're rethinking the way we bundle those standards and the, hmm. we're, we're rethinking the way that students are exposed to those standards. Okay. So I'll give a quick example that might resonate for people. Uh, part of the ninth grade science standards as they stand right now is about the periodic table. Mm-hmm. Um, and what our ninth grade science teachers have done is realized there's kind of three different ways that you can approach student teaching students about the periodic table. So one time that our ninth graders see the periodic table, they just see it as a system. It's a system for organizing information that scientists have created. Then later in the year, they come back and they see it through the lens of relationships. And now they're looking at how do those different blocks of information in the periodic table relate to each other and how do they build on each other? Mm -hmm. Um, And then they look at it one more time, uh, I think through this through the lens of logic. And then they're really looking at how do you construct logical systems that, you know, for science to maintain and then use scientific information in an ongoing way. Um, And the teachers at first sort of wondered, like, is this, is this dumb to break this up? They see the periodic table three different times, but what they realized is that by teaching it through these different conceptual lenses, students started to build a multi-dimensional understanding of the periodic table that was so much more powerful than just memorizing it and spitting the information back. They were no longer banks where they were collecting information and then returning the deposit. They were actually constructing information based on a dimensional understanding of of multiple concepts. So the, those those concepts that you just named that this, the 
science teachers decided were the perfect concepts to talk about the periodic table. Those are, right. in fact, uh, key and related concepts from uh, essentially a list. <laughs> so right. The, right. I, I believe the, what was the first one? Was that relationships or was that uh, uh, systems? Systems, yeah. And so that's a key concept, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Right. And then relationships, also a key concept. Exactly. And then logic, I think, is a related concept, probably. Right, exactly. Kind of a it's actually concept. a key concept as well. Okay. It depends on which subject areas. For some, it's it's a it's a key concept for the subject area, and that's getting down into the weeds. I was but just yeah. gonna I was gonna use that same uh, phrase. <laughs> so without getting too much into the weeds, but that you can kind of see those those of you listening can kind of see how you know using concepts that you can you don't have to make them up. You can kind of you can bring your own to the to the. Um, the lesson, but the right. IB provides in the MYP framework, and we use that word framework um, deliberately. The framework allows you to say, "Okay, here are the concepts we see that we would like to draw from, and this is the the particular lesson today is the is the periodic table. It's a state exactly. standard." Um, and I was a chemistry teacher, so you know, it's a, it's to me, it was kind of a big deal. But I totally see the value of using a conceptual framework to help students understand it. Good example. Right. Yeah, good example. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so in in looking at uh, the the model for the middle years program, I see these terms, and folks can see this in a link that we'll put up. Um, they see these terms in the center, um, action, service, personal project, community project. What are some of those right. things? How do they play a role in the student's MYP education? Well, service is, um, and when you look at the model, you'll see this, uh, kind of at the core of what the IB framework encourages schools to uh, provide opportunities for students to engage in. The capstone project for um, the first half of the middle years program is called the community project. So the middle years program covers years uh, 6th grade through 10th grade. So students who finish uh, the first part of their uh, middle years program, either in a middle school or a junior high, so eighth grade or ninth grade, will do a capstone project uh, that's about creating a service opportunity. Uh, so students go through kind of a design cycle where they come up with a project, do the research, carry out the action, and then reflect on what they've done. And the idea is that we can see all of the whole child, all of the skills, the character traits that they've developed, and the knowledge they've acquired put to use in the world in something that they actually care about. And they're doing that collaboratively. Then when they do their ninth and 10th grade experience and they're finishing the middle years program in its whole, they will engage in the personal project. So now this is an individual and they are picking a passion that they have in the world and then bringing all of their skills and character traits um, to bear in the world um, in doing something that they really care about. Um, So those capstone projects encourage a service mindset and engagement with the community uh, using all of the things that you've learned as, as part of the course. Um, And that is, you know, that connects back to the big IB mission statement about caring, compassionate, lifelong learners, that they're learning that things you learn in school don't stay inside of the classroom, that they only really matter when we take them outside of the walls of our building and connect them to our communities where we live. Right. And so what you're describing here, it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a theme or a thread running through the entire IB continuum, which is what we right. call the, 
the pre-K-12 continuum of IB education. But one of the threads I feel is really critical and is well done throughout IB is the idea of developmentally appropriate learning projects, you know, all the things that you do. So for example, your school ends in eighth grade or ninth grade. Um, so you are, are actually doing the community project because they right. haven't capstoned out, so to speak, the 10th grade where the personal project would be appropriate. So, right. you know, they're doing that community project, which is more collaborative. It's, it's, it's a, it's usually a team of a small team of students and, right. and, and it draws from the experiences that some students might have in the continuum school with the primary years program and right. leads, it leads naturally into the more personal and in-depth investigations they do in the diploma program. So, yeah, it's part of that whole, like I said, developmentally appropriate education that, that it offers. Um, right. So in your experience um, with being a coordinator and watching, you mentioned up at the top some of the transformations that happened in your school. How do you feel, kind of, if you were to sum it up for parents um, and other teachers, how would you sum up kind of what the IB middle years program has, has brought to your school, maybe your own personal development as a coordinator, as an educator yourself. Um, how, just go ahead and sum it up for us if you would, Angela. All right. <laughs> no problem. Small yeah. question. Yeah. Uh, no, I would say that the biggest transformation that has happened, kind of what I see now that I would never want to lose in any school or role that I play in a school is how the middle years program values each individual child and each adult um, and provides a learning environment where you bring your whole identity um, to your place in the classroom, whatever your role is, and that the knowledge is helping you um, really live up to the possibilities that you have. So the IB framework provides so many different on-ramps for both the adults who work in the program and for students because we're not um, we're not working on that bank mentality where we're delivering information that somebody has to just give back to us mm -hmm. in a prescribed way. Right. We're co-creating learning and students who come bring their identity, their the language that they speak at home, their their culture to the classroom, and there is room in this kind of teaching and learning for students to become experts in who they are and how their culture shapes the way they see the world. So we as teachers are learning from our students and we are co-creating answers to real problems in the world um, and trying to figure out how to move forward communicating about that together. Uh, that's been a huge, like, life-transforming way of teaching and learning for me as an educator, and I watch it with my students, and I hear them articulate it. Uh, they talk about how they feel like they own their learning in an IB school, that the learning is something that belongs to them and that they care about in a way. I never hear kids say, well, the teacher's making me, or what the teacher told us to do is they talk about what I'm doing. I'm, I'm exploring or I'm researching or I'm creating. Um, and that's just it's such a powerful shift. It's marvelous. You know, one of the things, and, and that was very well stated, I, I know it was a big question to ask, but thank you, Angela. Uh, <laughs> 
So, and, and one of the things about the middle years program, I think it's an, a real inflection point in a student's education. It, you know, being the middle program, literally, it's like a middle child sometimes. You know, right. we have the wee little ones that are, are doing great things, and we'll hear more about the PYP, the primary years program. And the diploma program has always been kind of the namesake. Some people even call, you know, it IB as opposed to the diploma right. program, but the middle years program, you know, as, as I've learned more about it over the last 12, 14 years of, of my work with IB, um, it's just become stronger and stronger. And I, I am a middle years program, uh, site visitor and go to different schools around the country. And I just see exactly what you described when it done, when done well, when done with fidelity, uh, there's no better educational program. And it's, I think it is the centerpiece. It really should be thought of as a centerpiece to a student's education. Um, no matter if you have the diploma program or not, it's a great place for kids to learn about themselves. Right. Uh, well, well and it's, yeah, such a, it's such a key moment in their development as human beings, right? Because as you hit that sixth grade, they're starting to see themselves as separate from the adults around them. They're starting to form a sense of their own identity that is enduring in many ways. And so to be able to, to be part of co-creating learning with adults who see you as a whole person, I just think is such a powerful base for that kind of lifelong learning and global citizenship. Yeah, I totally agree. So, Angela, I think what I'm going to do here is I'm, we've got so much more we could be talking about with the middle years program. You know, how do you do it? <laughs> What's the unit planning look like? Uh, what are right. kind of the nuts and bolts, as we said earlier, getting into the weeds? And and we will do that. But the point of, of this uh, first conversation is really just to give people a, a, a quick look. I'll call it a quick look into the middle years program and just understand kind of the philosophical underpinnings and the results that that real practitioners will see uh, with a middle years program in their building. So I want to thank you, Angela, for uh, taking the time to talk to us today and uh, look forward to further conversation with you in the near future. Thanks so much, John. You bet. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to check out our podcasts about the other IB programs, the primary years program, the diploma program, and the career related program. Also look for a link to more information about the MYP in the podcast notes or on the web at ibo.org.